Reckless Union by Monica Murphy. Our marriage may look like a fairy tale, but outside forces threaten to tear us apart. Don't they realize that nothing will keep me apart from Charlotte? Not my family, not hers either. What started out as a relationship and name only has evolved into something much more, something deeper. And when Charlotte is taken from me, I launch into action, determined to rescue her. She's mine. Nothing is going to stop me from being with her. Not a damn thing. Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The warring Morelli and Constantine families have enough bad blood to fill an ocean, and their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's The Reckless Union by Monica Murphy. It's out today. Go grab it, lady listeners. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You are here for the second installment of Finding Forever by Jalen Autumn. If you want to go grab the ebook, it's live. You can go get it now. And tomorrow, um, like I mentioned on last week's or Tuesday's episode, on Friday, she's got Choosing Forever. That's going to be live. That's part of this series. So if you're listening to Finding Forever and you love it, you can go back to the beginning with Resisting Forever. There's four books in this series. The fourth book comes out tomorrow. So Choosing Forever if you want the new release. And they're all their own couples. So go forth and read them. So (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you, so I took, Kevin and I took our kids to a concert last week. We bought these tickets in 2019 with the intention of going with another couple and the other couple since backed out because it got moved and moved and moved because of COVID and everything else and rescheduling. And then when concerts started coming back, the arenas booked up super fast. So we ended up, we had four tickets and it was the day we came back or the day after we came back from the beach. We literally came back from the beach and then had to turn around and drive back to Raleigh, which is two hours away the next day to go to this concert. But we did it and we took the kids and the concert was raging. Well, concert the machine. Wasn't. <laughs> we took, That's a was great one to the take them to. Not for nothing. They're a good. I know it was, it was band. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So that was actually Lydia's very first concert. Hallie had been to um, JoJo Siwa. She had seen her before. Kevin actually took her. I think it was around her birthday. It was earlier this year. He took her to see it. So, um, But this was Lydia's first concert. And I wanted to go because the opening band is Run the Jewels. And I absolutely, that's probably my favorite band. I love them. It's Killer Mike and LP. It's two guys and they just rap, but their raps are so smart and so cool. And like, they're, they're incredible writers. Like, that's what I think when I listen to their raps, I'm like, God, they're good. Like, they're just really talented writers. A lot like Rage Against the Machine, where if you Mm -hmm. listen to the lyrics, the passion in them, they're just, they're so thought out and so purposeful. And each word is chosen really carefully. And that's what it feels like when I listen to Run the Jewels. So they open the show. And I was really nervous because Hallie sometimes has some sensory issues. So she had mm-hmm. earplugs in and headphones. And so we were like, okay. And I had her a blanket. Sometimes she needs to feel like tight, like wrapped mm-hmm. up. So we had this and we we're like, okay. So we go in and I didn't really think about it with Run the Jewel starting. The bass was so loud that it vibrated and she felt the vibration in her body and it kind of freaked her out. And she was just like, oh no, I don't like it. 
it. And I was just like, really? just breathe with me. It's okay. Yeah, it was just, it, it, she couldn't really hear it, but it was the vibration of it made her nervous because it was really? so loud. Yeah, it was I just so vibrations- loud she could feel it. I don't, I don't know if it's because I can't hear as well. I don't know. I find mm-hmm. vibrations sometimes soothing. Like I, I can feel it, what's happening because I can't necessarily always hear what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be comforting, especially if you can't hear it because that that's associated with a sound. So it would yeah. be like almost like you're hearing it when you're feeling it. But for her, I think it was like seeing the lights and feeling the vibration in the in the darkness of it. I think it was all really overwhelming, yeah. you know, on top of the performance. So it took her a little bit and she finally like calmed down and she was like, okay, all right. And she didn't really love it. And I was told her, I said, you know what? I said, let's just listen to one song from Rage Against the Machine. She made it all the way through Run the Jewels. And I was like, listen to one song of Rage. And if you don't like it, we can go. I said, I just wanted to see Run the Jewels. I love Rage Against the Machine, but I'll go outside with you. I'm okay with that. And she's like, all right. So we get up. She listens to one song and she's like, I think I like it. (laughs) So I was like, yes, this eight-year-old loves Rage Against the Machine. I love it. I know. I know. It was great. And, you know, like I look over and like Lydia and Kevin are like dancing and stuff. And they're like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And I'm like, oh my God, this, is not, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that everything that rage against the That's the time when you are supposed to say, fuck you. Yep. Because, exactly. you know, me and Rob have always had that debate of if the kids could should curse and stuff. And I've always yeah. been an opponent of they need to learn learn when to curse or when it's yeah. not okay and when it is okay and exactly no I, I totally agree that there's a time and a place for all of it no I totally agree I think like I, I think there needs to, you need to figure out when's the right time to do it and when it's not the right time to do it you know we talked a lot about decorum <laughs> but you know like I, I was surprised because I thought like oh there's not going to be a lot of kids there and then I saw a bunch of kids and I realized fuck we're all 40 now so we all have kids so we're all bringing our kids to this shit there was a ton of kids there because this was the band that we loved when we were young so obviously we're going to come back and see it's like our parents going to see the rolling stones or some shit you know like going back and taking us with them so and i thought i thought rage was going to be kind of like toned down maybe a little because i saw nine inch nails a few years back and it was a fantastic show because Trent Reznor had released like this acoustic album and it was like this beautiful soundstage and it was the chillest concert I had ever been to. It was fucking Nine Inch Nails. So I thought right is probably going to be like kind of like mellow. No, absolutely not. They rocked their fucking faces off. There were because we're pads. all mad at the moment. We're all raging. Yes. So oh, he had a th- oh, the screen behind Rage said abort the Supreme Court. <laughs> like that's what it said behind them <laughs> as they were playing. They were just like, yes. Like it was incredible. So that and you know, they have all these like social justice stuff that they do, and they had like these really great like visuals and stuff. And there were pauses between songs where the band would like sit down and face the screen and they would watch it kind of with us, like some of the stuff that the political stuff that they put up. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh Zach Delaroche, he um broke his foot 
like the the like a couple of days before our show so he had to sit down there were people that carried him out on stage and put him down in this on this big bench and we're like why the fuck is he getting carried out what the hell and you could see it a big boot on his foot but he didn't have crutches but he was still sitting down he was still insanely wild yes it was so cool and then like his bandmates carried him off stage it was really awesome like it was just i'm so glad we went i'm so glad we took the kids like it ended up being a really cool experience even though at this the the at the beginning of it i was concerned i was like maybe this wasn't the best idea but afterwards i was like no i'm so glad we did this is awesome it is i've actually now that you said that you show um they our people are bringing our kids with us to the concert i'd seen somebody said the same thing about um police officers because there's these kids were like skateboarding and they're like oh we're about to get kicked out and the kids are like doing this flip and the cops like good one like through the microphone (laughs) and somebody was like this is like the skater kids the kids have grown up and now they're cops and they're not gonna bust them doing what they (laughs) used to do yeah i know i love it it's full circle for sure so it that was it was a really cool experience that we had over the break and just God, run the jewels. I'd go see them again tomorrow. I would pay good money to go see them again tomorrow. I've They're never so heard good. of them. I'm going to look. You should send me a song. Okay, yeah. You've probably heard them and don't realize it. Some of their really stuff know. is really good. They had one that came out over pandemic. They were, they were, that was when we were supposed to go on tour was when they had their new album in 2020. Oh, look at Siri telling me that. But um, they were supposed to go on tour in 2020 with their new album. But, of course, it got canceled. But they released the album anyways. And the song off of it, the the biggest hit off of it is called Ooh La La. And it is so good. It's so good. But it's, like, fun to sing to. Like, a lot of their stuff is just straight rap. But this one is, like, it's just fun. And you can sing along yeah. with it. And there's, like, really cool lyrics with it, too. One of their songs, Hallie was, like, scowling while they were singing it. And she was like, why are they talking about daughters? And I was like, what? And there was like one of the lyrics in the song. It said, oh, look at all those slave masters posting on your dollar. And that's what they say. Like, that's part of the lyrics. And she was like, why are they saying daughter? And I had to like figure out what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's, and I had to explain to what that, what that was. And then, oh my God, I don't know if we want to get into this or not, but I had to have a discussion with my kids before the show in the car about what the N word was oh. and how it was going to get said. And how they are never allowed to say it because they're white. And, you know, we're not allowed to say this because we're white people. But there is a black rapper and he's going to say it. And it's okay for him to say it because it's in this context. Because when white people use it, it's not in that context. It's hateful, racist speech. And so that was a conversation that I never thought I would have. Like, I didn't think I would have to have before a concert. You know, like I just didn't, I didn't think about, but I was thinking about on the way we were listening to some of the songs. I was like, oh, I don't, we've, we should have this conversation. I don't know that I've ever sat down and told them. I mean, they're young, they're 10 and eight or 11 and eight, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I asked them if they had heard it and they were like, no, what, what does that mean? And I had to like say the word and say, okay, this is the word you can never say. And I even felt like sick to my stomach, like having to say this and explain it, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this sucks. But you know, that was something else. But she was like, we got to have the, she got, we got a concert and Hallie was just like, yeah, they say the N word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's rap. <laughs> 
fan. So oh, that was, that one was a ton of fun. But, but I'm, speaking, I'm really now that we're raging against this machine, how about we haven't even talked about Kansas? What Kansas? How Kansas fucking voted to keep abortion rights? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was <laughs> like, gosh, yeah. I know well, that I'm, happened over the break too. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting was voting when it was overturned, voting um registration went up a thousand percent in Kansas. No shit. Did a it really? Thousand percent. It went up six hundred and fifty in Missouri. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when ours rolls around. But yeah, it went up a thousand percent. So I was like shocked. But you know what? Another I didn't I was shocked, but at the same time. I always found Kansas to be oddly progressive on some issues. It's weird. Like mm-hmm. you think they're like really solid. You would think they're more Bible Beltish and Republican than yeah. Missouri, which you feel like they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we seem to be 50 50. They seem to be solid uh, red, but they have more progressive like gun laws. Mm-hmm. They've had gun laws for 20 years that are stricter than all kinds of places. It seems like they've, I don't know, like when I think about a lot of stuff in history that they've had to vote on and put things in, they've always been ahead at setting the guidelines and making sure everything is as safe as it can be. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that, I don't think a lot of people understand that or maybe don't recognize that abortion is a non, I, I feel like it's a nonpartisan issue because I feel like almost everyone can agree that, you know, in, in certain situations, these should be legal and they should be safe. You know, I mean, I, obviously you and I think a much more extreme approach as some might say, where you should just be able to fucking do what you want. But I think generally most people can agree that in certain circumstances, yes, they should be available, especially, you know, in cases of rape or incest or if the woman's life is threatened, they should be available and they should be safe. And I think that's something that goes across party lines. I don't think that that's a Republican or a Democrat issue. I think to the degree at which it is, is more like. Cause I think I text you when I walked up because before the Kansas thing and it, it went overturned. I had to go to an appointment with my daughter because mm-hmm. her birth control insert was bothering her and she wants to take it out and having to sit in that room and ask my fucking doctor, what happens if she gets raped? Yeah. That's yeah. what I had. She doesn't want to be on birth control. She's a lesbian, but what if God forbid she got raped? Then yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a question. I think as a mom, you don't realize you're going to have to ask. I didn't realize I was going to have to ask till I was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of dancing around it with, you know, not wanting to outright say that. Yeah. Because you know, she's sitting next to me and it's just like. It's a, one of those uncomfortable conversations you don't want to have, but you got to, you know, because it's, it's shit like that, that you, you can't predict ever happening, you know. So it's good to know what's available to you, especially in your state. And, you know, I saw that New Mexico um, passed that they're a sanctuary state now that they won't prosecute, they won't extradite and they welcome it safely. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely 
places out there that is available now. I just think, you know, I'm really proud of Kansas for what they did, because again, I think it shows in a very not so progressive state that there is a way to do this. And it's right in the middle. So that it is very, Kansas is 15, 20 minutes from me. It's very close to a lot of other states that might need it. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to cross the line and go to Planned Parenthood. I know. It's such a tough issue. It sucks. Let's solve the world's problems, huh? (laughs) We can go lighter when you talk about Brittany. (laughs) Oh, oh my God, right? Oh, oh gosh. You know, I saw that um, Kim Kardashian broke up, that that her and what's-his-beat Davidson broke up. I'm not completely surprised. He's going to be in Australia for a few months. I always... That's why they broke up because he's in Australia. I would imagine so. He's, he's going to be filming a movie for the next few months in Australia. I would imagine it was hard when he was in New York. The girl has four kids, owns a billion yeah. dollar empire. Yeah. She's studying for law school in LA. I, yeah. How is she? And then she's doing all the justice reform shit. Like she's seriously doing the justice reform shit. Yeah. I was like, I can't even imagine just traveling to New York back and forth. That's mm-hmm. got to be hard enough, mm-hmm. let alone Australia. I don't know. I kind of like them together, but I, I like Pete too. Davidson. Yeah. I, really I think she like deserves to be with a funny guy. I love funny guys, though. There's just something. Like, that's big dick energy to me. He has guy. big dick energy. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. Speaking of big dick energy. Hold on. So I get this magazine today. I don't know if you saw my post in Read Me Romance headquarters. Hold on. I don't know whose mailing list I got on, but they sent me this that magazine called King Size. And it is for it is for bust or not busty, what do you say? Like husky men. That's the Ooh. word I'm looking for. It's husky menswear clothing. But I want you to hold on. I want to show you a picture of the daddies in here. I was like, what is this? Look at these daddies. I don't know. Can you see? Yeah, I can see them. I know. Nice. Like, I know. I was like, hello, daddies. I'm showing this on the YouTube video if you want to see. But yes, I posted pictures in Remy Romance headquarters. I said, is this what it was like when my husband was young and the Sears catalog came? And he would like flip through the underwear section. Is that what this is like? Because I'm telling you, I looked through this count. I looked through this catalog a couple of times, but these are all like thick daddies in here. They have beards and stuff. Like, hello, this marketing is genius. It's <laughs> <laughs> like they sent this to the right house. Actually, I wonder if this is meant for my neighbor. No, it's meant for me, Leah Robinson. <laughs> They know what they're doing. They're not door ladies, let me tell you. <laughs> so, if you want to look for a little um, inspiration, King Size makes a catalog for you. So, if you want, that's a good name. I know. I was like, I was thinking that too. I was like, we're gonna have to name a book that now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we have a couple of books coming out. And we never get to talk about books ahead of time because either we forget or because we don't plan them far enough and ahead. But we have two that are coming this fall that other authors have forced us into planning. Yeah. So we have um, a Well, I think we told them in the last week's episode that a book called Trashy. Trashy, but it's changed. It's changed. It's been shuffled around to somewhere else. It's called Bought by the Cowboy. And that's coming in, is it November? I thought it was October. Maybe that one's October. The other one's November. And then we have a book that we're doing called Your Daddy Likes It 
coming in November, which I am so excited about that one. So yeah, those check those out. Be on the lookout. We'll have pre-orders or something, or they'll they'll be links somewhere. Just go check that out. And Maybe then we should um, write your daddy likes it in form that we can put it on the podcast too. Ooh, it had to be short though, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hmm. We'll have to think on that. We'll figure it out. Or maybe we'll just write a really long one for the podcast and <laughs> just do it since it's ours. The other ones that we have coming out, we just, we talked about it for a long time and we finally did it. We wrote a superhero book. So I don't know what it's named. Did you, did you, I sent you a list to choose from? Did you like any of them? I yes. I can't okay. remember which ones I picked. Like I mentally yeah. picked. Two. Okay. Okay. So you look it up and I'll talk about it. But um, so we finally decided to do a superhero book. And what we did was instead of making it this huge world building with all these other superheroes and stuff, we kind of just kept it sort of like a Bruce Wayne Batman situation where, um, you know, there was like, or like Superman, I guess. It was like a chemical reaction. Something happened and now he has superpowers. I think so. that I was going to do either falling for the superhero or saved by the superhero. Okay. But I've definitely loved saved by the villain. I love that one too. Even though you forced by the villain sounds really good. Dirty. <laughs> I think that saved by the villain is more like people understand the trope of yeah, uh, the he's a bad guy, but he's doing, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, he's doing the right thing. Kind of so, yeah, so that's what we did. And the first book, um, the superhero book, there's a villain that's introduced. And so in the second book, it's a duet. In the second book, that's what we did was we took the villain and we gave him a happily ever after, too. So it's been really fun. Like, they were fun books to write. Like I said, we talked about it for a long time, and we finally it. made it. me go and back and watch uh, Captain America. Did it really? Oh, that's yeah. so fun. And I just forgot about some of the scenes where before Chris Evans becomes Captain America and, like, how they when test him. When he's, like, him. a little wimpy guy. When he's, like, a little wimpy kid and how oh, they no. test him one time is they're all doing jumping jacks, and they throw mm -hmm. a – uh, I can't remember his name. He's a super famous actor. He pulls a pin out of a grenade and he throws it. And mm -hmm. he goes, grenade! And, like, everybody rushes off except Chris Evan. He mm -hmm. jumps on it. Yeah. Like, and covers his body with because it. Because he was Captain America in his or, heart or from day the, one. They're all trying to go up this pole to get the flag and none of them can get up of it. And they, they're like, go! And they all take off running. And Chris Evan walks up to the pole and he looks at it and looks down. And pulls the rig out of the thing, the pole at the bottom and makes it, it fall yeah, down. Uh -huh. It's like, work yep. smarter, not harder. That's exactly right. <laughs> He's a man after my own heart. <laughs> so, yeah, we were we were excited to finally, you know, write a superhero love story. And the villain story has been really fun, too. So be on the lookout for both of those. Those are coming sooner than the other books. But so, yeah, those are really fun. All right, so let's send them. Or wait, let's talk about Jalen on him for just a minute before we send him into the second installment. <laughs> she has a permanent free book that you can get. Um, we'll have the link on there um, in the show notes and also on readmeromance.com. You can find the link there. It's the prequel to her Woodland Lake series. It's called Jenna's Monsters. Um, and then she also has an exclusive free novella in her newsletter called Rumors. It's a best friends to lovers single dad romance. Um, and if you go to it and subscribe, you'll get that one now. Um, she has that on there and you can sign up for it and get um, different ones each time. So I know she has, right now she has rumors, but I think she has one where she can get, where it changes out recently, I think. But you can get that one now. 
Um, her giveaway this week is a signed paperback of Choosing Forever, which is the book that comes out tomorrow. That's her brand new release. Um, again, that's uh, Choosing Forever is part of the Forever series. And that's what you're listening to right now is Finding Forever. Um, there are four books, including the new one that comes out tomorrow, um, Resisting Forever, Chasing Forever, and then the one you're listening to, Finding Forever, and then the fourth tomorrow is Choosing Forever. And they're all about different couples. So I'm not sure if they're entirely standalones, but it looks to be that way, the way they're listed out with the names and stuff. So with each couple. So it just sounds, I, I love this. I love all the stuff, especially the little line that she has for Finding Forever. The opening on it says, be my fake boyfriend for 10 minutes, please. And it's just, it's such a great intro. It's got all the, it conjures up all these great ideas. And I think it tells you right away the kind of great story you're going to get with that too. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to send you into the second installment of Finding Forever by Jalen Autumn. We'll see you guys on the other side. Chapter 5. Roger. After two months of being a total dick to everyone in my life, my sisters both told me I needed to get laid, but I wasn't interested in finding a one-night situation. My mom told me I needed to take a vacation and get out of my head. As soon as Brooke heard the word vacation, she jumped at the chance to invite me on a tattoo tour, something I'd never done, but she spent her life doing. Come on, please, she begged as she leaned across the reception desk counter. We can easily reschedule your appointments here, or even get someone else to take over the shop for a pop-up. Then you can come with me on this trip. There's a tattoo fest in San Diego, another in Seattle, and one in Chicago. You can share my booth. We can spend a month tattooing and traveling together. We haven't gone anywhere together in ages. Sam just booked a job with a tuna fishing vacation company or some weird thing like that. He's documenting a few of their charters for their website. I have zero interest in going on that job. I'm doing the three fests, and then we're meeting in the Florida Keys for a vacation. Come with me on the tour, and then join us in the Keys. I looked up from the stack of bills I had just finished paying. I'm not playing the third wheel on your trip to the Keys. I'll do the three fests and hopefully clear my head. Any ideas on someone who might want to take over the shop? If not, I'll close. You're the only person I've ever convinced to do a pop-up here. She slid her phone out of her pocket. I know the perfect person. He'll pack the shop the entire time you're gone. Treat it as his, and you'll come back to it fully stocked with anything he borrowed and cleaner than when you left. Will has done nothing in Louisiana and has mentioned wanting to do one. He'd probably be up for it, especially if you let him crash in your apartment. Will, as in William Kane, the only person more difficult to schedule an appointment with than you? Do you think he'd want to? He'd have no problem getting a spot at a larger place in New Orleans. Why would he want to come to Pecan Ridge? He grew up in a town just as small. Plus, he likes smaller shops because it's typically less drama. I'm going to run up to the corner and grab our takeout order. When I get back, we can call him. Don't forget chopsticks this time. Eating Chinese food with a fork should be illegal. Two weeks later, Will was set to take over my shop for three weeks, and I was on my way to travel with Brooke. She was wrong when she said all I needed was a busy work schedule, travel, and friends to move on. Instead of moving on, every time I saw red hair in a crowd, I had to make sure it wasn't Lily.
Will's takeover was so popular, he asked if he could stay an extra week. Takeovers were good for business. They got new people in the shop or gave regular customers a chance to get ink from someone they wouldn't have been able to travel to. Plus, coming back to a roommate for a week and someone else in the shop would be good for me. When I returned to my apartment, I was overwhelmed by the smell of tomatoes, basil, and garlic. Did you cook or order takeout? I asked when I walked into the small galley-style kitchen. Cooked. Pasta and sauce from scratch. I tire of restaurants and takeout, so when I have downtime in a kitchen, I cook. My pops would have my ass if I didn't make my sauce from scratch. Everything about Will surprised me. He was one of the top artists in our industry, had a reputation for being a bit of a man-whore, and worked more than Brooke. Hearing him talk about his family was surprising. We'd hit it off right away when he got to town two days before I left. He handed me a plate. Thanks for letting me stay an extra week. My pop-up events always fill, but I've never had my schedule fill in less than 24 hours. I have a week before I need to be on the West Coast. I figured I could stay here instead of heading home. You don't want to see your family? I reached into the fridge and grabbed a beer, then headed to the small table by the window. They're used to me being gone more than I'm home. I'll spend the second half of summer and most of the fall there until just before Christmas. Then I'm back after the new year. The thought of not spending Christmas and New Year's with family was weird. I couldn't imagine not spending the holidays with my sisters and their families at my mom's house. We spent the rest of our meal watching baseball. I finally broke the silence. Out of all the games we could watch, why are we watching the A's and White Sox? He pointed to the screen. I grew up with Matt. I always watch his games when he's pitching. If I were home, I'd be over at my buddy's house watching the game with my family and friends. It's tradition. Nice. Not being much of a baseball fan, I pulled my phone out and scrolled through LSU's social media accounts, hoping to spot Lily in a photo. I gasped when I saw her in a post about students at a coastal cleanup event. When Will cleared our plates, he tapped my phone to get my attention. There's more. Want anything? This was perfect, thanks. I replied without taking my focus off Lily. She's cute, who's she? Lily. I put my feet up on the empty chair next to me and stretched my arms over my head. The one I spent my life looking for but had to let walk away. Let me guess, too young but absolutely the perfect person for you? Exactly, how'd you know? I've got one of those back home. She deserves better than what I can give her, so I limit my time in town. Can't beat up the asshole who breaks her heart if I'm the one who does it. It's easier to stay away. I rose to my feet, dropped my empty beer bottle in the recycling, and grabbed my favorite bottle of whiskey from the bar cabinet. Drowning Lily's memory in a packed work schedule hadn't worked. Maybe whiskey would. Chapter 6 Lily Turning 21 should have been exciting. It should be filled with fun memories, late nights, and poor decisions. Instead, I'm just angry that my roommate destroyed Roger's business card and deleted the photos and texts from that night. I get it. I was a bitch for the next few weeks. 
I only left our room to go to class, I bailed on plans, and when she dragged me out, I was rude and grumpy. But here I was, two months past twenty-one, with a list of tattoo shops to visit. Why didn't I turn the card over and look at the shop's name or logo instead of just verifying his name? Past Lily really didn't make life easy for future Lily. Because I was a glass-half-full person, I tried to stay positive. This statewide game of hide-and-seek would eventually lead to me finding him, and in the meantime, I was exploring parts of the state I'd never been to, and had met some really interesting people. I'd originally thought it would be as simple as making a list of shops, checking their social media accounts, and finding his picture. But I quickly discovered tattoo artists rarely showcased themselves in their posts. Their feeds were filled with gorgeous tattoos and no photos of the artists. The only way to find him was to show up at the shop. Maybe we should head back to the towns you tried the first few weeks after your night together. We could try that one shop where it was a takeover by that famous artist. We never met the people who worked there. My best friend Bethany said as she scratched three more shops off my master list pinned to the corkboard on my wall. You just want to see the tattoo-covered hottie again. I doubt the gorgeous bearded man will be there again. He's not from here, remember? She flopped onto my bed, pretending to faint. A girl can dream, right? Don't kill my fantasy, Lily. Maybe you'd find Roger and I'd see Will again. Not like he was interested in me at all, but I had to try. He completely ignored my flirting, which was a shame because I'm so good at it. If flirting were an Olympic sport, Bethany would take gold without even trying. I walked over to the list of towns we'd visited. Do you remember if it was Pecan Ridge or Maple Cliff? We only have time to search one. I don't remember which it is. Bethany sat up. Maple Cliff, definitely. Grab your shoes, let's go. Two hours later, we were standing in front of a boarded-up shop. The sign on the shop window read, Sometimes the best thing to do when you can't forget the past is to start over new. Thank you for the love and support for the past five years. I'll miss you all. It's time to travel and find myself. Once my feet land on solid ground, I'll update everyone on where to find me. Tears welled in my eyes as I sank back against the locked door. No, this can't be happening. This tells me nothing. It doesn't give me a clue to go on or anything. Bethany dropped her arm over my shoulder. I'm sorry, this sucks. We don't know for sure it's him. Maybe it was Pecan Ridge. Let's drive there next week. I shook my head. This was it, remember? We commented on the apartment over the shop and had lunch at the Chinese restaurant on the corner. Pecan Ridge sounds familiar too, but what's the likelihood of two small towns having a Chinese restaurant and a tattoo shop within steps of each other? When we got back to my car, I tossed her my keys. I knew I was too upset to drive. I spent the next two hours staring out the window, trying to recall every detail of my time with Roger because it looked like that was all I was going to get with him, no matter how much I wanted more. Chapter 7 Roger Every time the door to my tattoo shop opened when I wasn't expecting a client, 
my heart leapt, hoping it was Lily. The closer we inched to that ten-month mark, the stronger the gut punch was when it wasn't her. Once ten months became eleven and then twelve, I became a grumpy ass no one wanted to be around. After listening to me slam cabinets and kick empty boxes while unpacking the supply delivery, Brooke walked into the storage room. I've had enough. It's been 15 months. You have moped, yelled, and been an all-around ass. I want my fun best friend back. Let's do something tonight. Sam and I are going to a concert. I got you a ticket. The last thing I wanted to do was play third wheel on a date night but I reluctantly agreed since the alternative was drowning my sorrows in whiskey while I ate leftovers in front of the TV. Plus, I knew Brooke and Sam wouldn't give up and would drag me out of my apartment anyway. Okay, I'll go. When we got to the venue, I scanned the crowd looking for my five-foot-even red-headed beauty. I knew it was ridiculous, but I couldn't help it. I couldn't get her out of my head. When she climbed out of my car that afternoon, she said she'd find me as soon as she turned 21. That was five months ago. She likely found someone else, someone closer to her age, or someone who didn't freak out over the age difference. Brooke nudged me. You look for her everywhere. Sam wrapped his arms around her waist and pulled her to him. I looked for you every day for eight years. Leave him alone. The difference is you didn't know where I was. He knows what dorm she lives in, or at least did last school year. He could have gone back, but didn't. She wasn't wrong. Not a week went by when I didn't think about driving to campus and looking for her. But I didn't want to be the guy who showed up when the girl had moved on. It was my turn to buy the first round for us, so I headed to the beer garden. As I got to the front of the line, I saw the sign, Two drinks max per person. Crap. I gasped when a knockout redhead in glasses stepped in front of me. I'll be your fake girlfriend if you buy me one too. Too shocked to know what to say, I stood there in silence. I wanted to reach my arms out and hold her against me, but I needed to know something first. Why now? I told you I'd find you. I've looked for you at every concert since the day you dropped me off at the dorm. Why didn't you use the business card and come find me? I was a royal bitch to my roommate for the next week. She burned the card, deleted the text history with your number, and even deleted the photo. Do you know how many tattoo parlors there are within two hours of LSU? I've been looking for you for five months. I even went back to that bar trying to catch the bartender when he was working, but he doesn't work there anymore. I wrapped my arm around her waist and guided her to me. You really looked for me. She draped her arms over my shoulders and her fingers traced up and down my neck. Every day I didn't have work or class. Are you over that ridiculous age difference complex yet? I had a feeling the age difference would always bother me, but I'd already lived with the torture of looking for her everywhere for 15 months. I knew I couldn't continue living like that. Not completely, 
but I'll get there. Hey, old man. I growled against her neck. What? Shut up and kiss me. We kissed until it was our turn to order. Then we headed to our seats. Turned out my knockout had a ticket for the seat next to mine. I glanced toward Brooke and Sam. How'd this happen? Sam shook his head as he shrugged. Brooke whispered, Sometimes fate needs a push. Stubborn ass, you needed to be shoved off the cliff. I looked through every club and activity photo for LSU I could find online. Once I found her, I reached out and let her know I bought four tickets and hoped she'd join us. Thank you, I held my beer up. To friends who will push you off cliffs, Brooke added. To taking chances, Sam held up his beer. To second chances. Lily wrapped her arm around my waist and leaned against me. To finding forever. After we drank our toasts, I leaned forward and whispered. Forever, huh? I'm never letting you out of my sight. You're mine forever. She pressed her body against me and looped her arms over my shoulders. I tapped Sam's shoulder with my beer, urging him to take it. Once he did, I wrapped Lily's ponytail around my hand and pulled lightly. How much do you want to see this concert? I don't even know who they are. I'm only here for you. A goofy grin spread across my face. There was something incredibly arousing about being the reason someone went somewhere. I didn't think anyone had ever sought me out the way Lily had. It was a fun shift to be the one who was pursued. Let's go. She handed her margarita to Brooke, then intertwined her fingers with mine. Once we were out of the concert venue, she asked, Where are we going? I shrugged. I didn't have a clue. This wasn't something I'd planned. I just knew I needed to be alone with her as soon as possible. Sam drove so I don't have a car. I used rideshare. Our hotel is only a few blocks from here. The hotel was in a busy area of the city. It might be full, but it was worth a try. I can call and see if they have a room. If not, we'll find one around here. She reached into her back pocket and held up a key card. I got us the same room. Come on. She tugged on my hand and pulled me in the hotel's direction. Once we were in the elevator, I asked, Any requests? I want everything you gave me last time, and I have a list of new things. Are you up for it? Definitely. I wasn't sure what our forever would look like. Lily had said marriage wasn't something she was looking for, and we hadn't known each other long enough to talk about kids. Those were both things I could take or leave. I knew for sure the 15 months we spent apart were the worst time of my life, and that everything in the world felt right when we were together. I had found my forever, and I was prepared to give her whatever she wanted. If she wanted a ring, she'd get it. If she wanted kids, we could take that leap together. The only thing I knew for sure was she'd never need to ask anyone to be her fake boyfriend again. She was mine. I was hers. Forever.
Epilogue Lily Three years later Sunlight crept through the curtains, waking me from my sex-marathon-induced sleep. As I rotated in Roger's arms, the sunlight caught the ring on my left finger, and I couldn't stop myself from making tiny rainbows. I traced the diamond halo surrounding the emerald, before running my fingertip across the eternity bands that surrounded it. It was something I'd done since he slid the rings on my finger six months ago. Roger pulled me in closer to him and tucked me against his side. I don't think a day goes by that I don't catch you making rainbows in your rings. Multiple times a day, every day, I admitted as I trailed kisses down his jawline. I'll never tire of it. Best decision I ever made was buying rings and immediately taking you to Vegas before you changed your mind. You told me from the start you weren't looking for a marriage. I didn't need the ring and paper, but that didn't mean I didn't want it. Plus, the wedding was everything I wanted. No stress and just us. I rotated slightly and tossed my leg over his waist so I was straddling him. I slowly rocked against him, hoping if I distracted him with sex, he'd forget about our plans. He placed his hands on my hips, stopping my movements. It's time to get up and get ready. We have places to be. I groaned as I climbed out of bed. We had scheduled house hunting because we thought it would be fun to buy a house on our third anniversary. But my dream house sold without hitting the market. I'd seen the sold sign in the yard two days ago, and it had broken my heart. I told him last night I didn't want to look at houses anymore, and we could just stay in the apartment over the studio. He wrapped his arms around my waist and kissed my shoulder. We'll get the perfect house, I promise. As we got into Blossom Springs, Roger handed me a blindfold. Put this on. I slid the blindfold on and tried to guess where we were headed, but I was certain he'd gone in a circle to confuse me. After opening the passenger door, he guided me into the house. Hold out your hand. When I did, he set a key in the palm of my hand. He gently kissed my cheek and whispered, Welcome home. My mouth dropped when he removed the blindfold. We were standing in my dream house. How did you do this? Roger wrapped his arms around my waist. Easy. I heard you tell Mama Kay this was your dream house. I told Eddie if he ever sold, I wanted to buy it. Do you like it? It's perfect, just like everything else about our life. The life we had built together was perfect. I'd finished my degree and worked for a wildlife conservation nonprofit. Roger hired two additional artists at the shop. We spent most of each summer attending as many music festivals and concerts as we could. Neither one of us had a strong desire to be a parent, so we were content being kid-free by choice. Waking up every day next to someone who loved me unconditionally and worked to make all of my dreams come true sounded like the best forever I could have found. This has been Finding Forever. 
Forever Series Book 3, Roger and Lily. Written by J. Lynn Autumn. Narrated by Blake Lockhart. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Thank you so much to Jalen Autumn for giving us Finding Forever. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Like we said before, you can find everything in the show notes with the links, or you can go to readmeromance.com and it'll be right there on the opening page on our current audiobook. You can click on everything there. Or if you're listening to this after the fact and it's not live, if you go up to audiobooks, you can hit, there's an option to do upcoming audiobooks or past audiobooks. And it'll give you everything we've played on there. You can click on those. And again, it's got all the links and notes and everything on there. So you can go on there and listen to all that good stuff. Up next week, we have Cece Monroe has a brand new book with us called The Guy from That One Summer, which we are super excited to have. Cece is such a doll. She's so sweet. She's like, she's gorgeous. But she's, I love that she's like really body positive. All of her heroines and stuff are that way. And I just love that that's, I actually you know, follow her. I don't know how we became friends on my personal Facebook. So I <laughs> yeah. feel like I actually know a lot about her life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I can literally think of details of her life because she's yeah. always in my feed. I probably mm-hmm. don't even. Co- I don't ever comment on anything on Facebook. Every now and then, I just hop in there and scroll through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's always in my feed for some reason. Well, she's always really open and honest about like what's going on in her life and what she's up to and when she's happy and when she's, you know, not feeling it that day. I like that. She's just really honest with with her take on life and how she goes through it. So we're super excited about it. It is because you get excited because she's had exciting moments in her life. Like really exciting moments. Yeah. Really, really like a part of them. I'll see them. I'm like, oh my God. Well, she struggled for years with infertility and stuff and then finally got pregnant and had a baby. And that was just a big moment for her, you know, and being able to kind of go on that journey with her was really special too. So, all right, well, we're going to have Cece on next week. So make sure you tune back in on Tuesday. That's it. Tell them what to do. Buck your day up. Make sure you're a bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.